Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds on 1037 The Buzz. Live from the Hogsmeade Market Studio, Joe Franklin, Damon Poole, Kevin Bohannon. If you want to get into the show today, you can call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America Life and Feedback. We know there are a lot of people that are off work today and they're in the house and maybe out of their normal routine where if they were at work, maybe be riding around and uh, listening but if they're at home maybe they're out of that routine hopefully they are still listening so uh, there are several ways you can you can listen you know on your radio or you can follow the stream and make sure you get everything there Joe they just I just saw this the Bills and the Steelers kick off in about 22 minutes on CBS and there are no assigned seats at the stadium today. If you can get to a seat, get there. They're watching the Bills fans and Steelers fans clear out rows of seats. They got snow shovels out. Just getting anywhere to sit down is going to be a chore today. I mean, they had feet of snow up there uh, from that lake effect system that came through. So it should be one exciting game. They got most of the snow off the field. Now the fans just have to deal with it. Now, that that's a funny deal there that you don't have any assigned seats, so you can get there and essentially be right behind the bench and be, you know, close to the field. And Steelers fans, it's always interesting with them because they do travel well. Like, there was a game a couple of weeks ago all the way across the country playing in Seattle, and we know that the Seahawks, they have that major home field advantage with the 12s coming through. And when Steelers scored a touchdown you would have thought there was a home game because there were so many Steelers there in Seattle that made the trip across country. And uh, so, yeah, that and and now that you mentioned it also, looking at a feed on NFL Network, they're showing Mason Rudolph warming up, and you can see a bunch of Steelers fans behind where he's warming up. You see black and gold all, all through there. Yeah, and Mason Rudolph, 3-0 and uh, in his last three starts, of course, uh, his counterpart, Josh Allen, uh, NFL record four straight seasons with 40-plus total TDs. Uh, Josh Allen uh, producing this year, but like I said earlier in the show, he's got to cut down on the red zone turnovers if the Bills want to have a shot today. And we've talked about you know what's next for both of these head coaches. You know what's really interesting also is uh, the fact that with with these two teams – you know, uh, with the networks, and uh, we see the network schedule that's been put out there. There have been a lot of people throughout this NFL season, and depending on what you had, whether it was uh, DirecTV, UVerse, um, certain platforms, there was a dispute, and Fox has been gone from DirecTV for a long time, and yeah. uh, it, it was funny that had no idea and one day just happened to turn to CBS and CBS was gone and so <laughs> last night it was the same type of deal where it's like ah, well you know you know what, what are we going to do for the game because it is on CBS 
and just happened to turn to CBS last night, and there it was. CBS is back. And uh, that may be something that they actually got together as the new year came about, but just happened to check it last night, and CBS is there. So now we can actually record the game and not just worry about having to find it somewhere because throughout the season when CBS was gone, couldn't even record the game. Yeah, and a lot of people have cut the cord. They've moved on to YouTube TV, uh, Hulu Live TV, uh, Sling. Those are three popular ones. Personally, I have YouTube TV. And a lot of people have said, well, yeah, just go to that. YouTube TV, they've had their issues as well, not with any of the major ones, but they've lost some networks because of contract disputes or whatever. But uh, so far, if, if you're streaming or have a streaming service out there, uh, the price is a little cheaper. It's kind of like an a la carte selection. You go in and choose what you want to see. But you do have all the major sports, especially if you're a sports fan here in the South and you like your football. You're going to get all your ESPNs, your SEC networks, all that good stuff, and you won't have to worry about you know, not seeing the, an NFL network, NFL Live, ESPN when they have, and CBS when they have their uh, NFL today like they are right now before the Bill Steelers game. You do. Uh, the only thing they don't have, and I know Rick Schaefer is, is big on this, they don't have the MLB network. Uh, that, that's really big for him. He has to have his MLB <laughs> network. So uh, for first baseball fans out there, we just got to deal with that, maybe go online and watch it. So, uh, But back to this game real quick. It's You, you got Josh Allen, like I mentioned, the, the over 160 total touchdowns the last four years. Him taking his place in that top five echelon. It's crazy how this has quickly evolved into a younger quarterback league, Joe. Uh, you talk about uh, Jalen Hurts, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen. Now you got C.J. Stroud uh, putting his name in the mix up there. Just a few years ago, we were talking about you know Breeze, Manning, Brady, those guys who set the standard for statistical records in the NFL. Will these young guys have a shot to approach any of those records? As far as longevity, probably not. Probably not like your long-standing guys. But we see that these guys do come into the league and they're better prepared. And that has a lot to do with coaching, not only from the college standpoint, but when they get to the NFL, I think they are better prepared. And you, you can see it go either way, that they're better prepared and you see some of the ones that are playing well once they get on the field, but in different ways. C.J. Stroud... He started from day one. Jordan Love was able to sit back and watch, and he almost at times reminds you of Aaron Rodgers, and you can only pick up on some great things by being around a guy like that that's played the game at a high level for a long time. And so you see that some of those comparisons are are being made when you see some of the things that he's able to do in his game. But it can go the other way, and it's just like the draft. You draft players and you have expectations and you think there's potential there, sometimes they live up to it. Others time, other times they don't. They don't play as well. Yeah, that, that's the thing. The NFL draft has never been an exact science. There's nothing foolproof about it. We've seen it throughout the you know history, whether it be Johnny Manziel, Ron Lee, uh, going back to Steve Entman, you know, for when you're, they were talking about the Washington Huskies doing the the coin flip, and they had honorary captains out there, they were like, "Steve Entman is not the first name that comes to my mind when thinking about the Washington Huskies." I'm like, "No kidding!" Especially in in my lifetime, <laughs> yeah, he's further down the list. He was one of the top picks in the early '90s. Uh, so, but it, it is a quarterback-driven lead. It is a trickle-down effect now. So the offenses that you have in the NFL trickle down to the collegiate level. Uh, and you're starting to see that more and more with these guys come in with more comfortable, they're more familiarity with uh, some of the schemes and the play calling that's happening today in the NFL. Uh, the biggest change that you know I saw and that I've seen is coaches adapting to their talent, and the best coaches do. They they adapt to their personnel. We had that discussion during the Razorback football season. Why is KJ not uncomfortable? Why is he not confident? because he's not comfortable in the offense. They did not tailor to their personnel, and that's why they were so bad on offense this year. Lamar Jackson, they tailored that offense to him and what he does best, running two and three tight end sets to where you can run a version of the zone read to where you can get the guys on the edge and move the football down the field. 
coaches are taking advantage of that with their personnel now, and I think that's uh, contributing to these young quarterbacks having success early on in their career. A note on Steve Impman, and uh, that question actually did come up, you know, why was he the guy? But he was on the Huskies national championship team in 91, and so... Where they shared it with Georgia Tech? Was it Georgia yeah. Tech? Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, was it Georgia Tech in I got to look at 91? Yeah, I was, I was Let's thinking. see. But um but yeah, he was on that team and so that was why he was one of the guys that represented them that year where um you know, most people had questions about it and they're like, "Why is why is he the guy? Why did they yeah. choose him?" It was Yes, yeah. Miami. I can't Miami. believe I did not know that. It was the Hurricanes, yeah. They 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 were the AP poll number one, and the coaches poll voted Washington in there. So, um, well, well, yeah, the reason and, uh, that that we probably yeah. didn't think about that is because you don't think of Miami as shared national championships, especially exactly. as dominant <laughs> as they were at that time. Yeah, and Gino Toretta, a uh, big during that era. Of course, the next year in '92, Miami comes in very talented, gets to the end, gets to the Sugar Bowl against who? Alabama. I'll always remember the, the pick six to Antonio Langham uh, down the sideline over there. 34-13, the, the Crimson Tide rolled, giving Gene Stallings his sole uh, national championship with the Tide that year. Yeah, that that was a time that was pretty ridiculous, though. There were so many shared titles and so many claims that schools today, they say they've won so many national championships, and some of those are disputed because of how it was separated back then. But, you know, if, if you were voted a national champion in, you know, with one of these, then, of course, you're going to claim it. You're not, you're not just going to yeah. let that be out there and say, well, they didn't win the AP national championship. No, if you were voted on throughout one of these other services, you were going to claim it. Yeah, Georgia Tech, it was the 1990 national championship that was split between Colorado in Georgia Tech. Uh, AP poll, of course, was Colorado. Uh, the coaches was Georgia Tech. And uh, it, that was very common back then. And that's when you, why you had the advent of the BCS. Uh, because in 97, you had a split national champion with Michigan and Nebraska. Uh, if you go back to 1964, when the Razorbacks claimed one of the, their only national championship, I think there were like four different national championships <laughs> that year. I was looking the other day and looking because I wanted to see how long it had been since Michigan had won an outright national title, and it was 1948, which is so hard to fathom, considering they're one of the, you know, winningest programs in collegiate football history. So uh, getting to see that was 1948. I was like, well, Razorbacks have won one since then, even though they shared it with three or four other schools. (laughs) Both teams went into that game. Last time they won, it was a shared championship, but... They didn't care anything about that. They were trying to win now, and Michigan was able to get it done. And you mentioned those young quarterbacks and the success that they've had. Something that's not a surprise, and we all expected it, Caleb Williams has declared for the NFL draft. And uh, we knew it was happening, but he kind of waited to the last minute, which led to speculation that he was going to stay in college and collect some more NIL money. But as we talked about with some of these basketball players, and I think it, it means a little bit more in basketball because it's all about the way you're viewed. And in basketball, you have to take advantage of when they think you're good, when they think you're going to be a top pick, because there's always that outside talk to say, this player isn't good enough, he's not there yet. Well, the NBA drafts on potential, first of all. And then if that player happens to go back to school, like we were talking about with Trevor Brazil, there's no guarantee there. And a lot of times you see it go in a direction where these players don't increase their draft stock by going back to school, especially in basketball, because it's almost you're seen at that point as, well, can this player really play the way we think he can play if he's going back to school? What, what's the reason for him going back to school? Why isn't he trying to get on an NBA roster right now, get this NBA coaching, and continue to get better on this level. That's right. And look a little closer to home. Look at Go back and look at Tyler Wilson coming out of that 2011 season where the Hogs were top five national. They won 11 games. 
beat Kansas State in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, he was a projected first round pick. Comes back to school as a red shirt junior, or th- I think at that point, and 2012 blows up. We all know what happened then. Uh, and the, he dropped in the draft, fourth, fifth round. So uh, it's always a gamble for these kids to come back. And baseball, more so than the other ones, because it, there's a signability factor there. Okay, they have the kids have more control. There's not a slotted. There's not a slotted number like okay, if you get drafted in the NBA. You're gonna make this amount. That that's the cap. If you go in the NFL, they have a rookie minimum. Uh, MLB drafts a little bit different because where you have the signing bonus is slotted, and they said, okay, you can negotiate with the team. They have a pool of money that they can give, but you're it's just different. And all of these the one similarity between all three major sports is the time window that is the best for them. And you, you saw it a little bit with the Rageback baseball team. Caden Wallace left after two years. He was eligible because he turned 21 within uh, 45 days of the draft after his sophomore year. Um, Jackson Wiggins had to wait three years. Peyton Paulette had to wait three years. Brady Slavens waited five years and you know still didn't get picked up. But he came back, you know, tried to help his college win a college World Series. So. Every athlete has a time period because it's so hard not only get to the league in all three majors, but it's hard to it's harder to stay there. So for for baseball in the day that we're in, like how how has it changed to the point where um, we we do see a lot more players that have success when they go to college? It seems like, but um, you're still whether you go to college. That means, you know, you're in a certain window when you have to stay in college for a certain amount of time. That's going to delay you getting to the Major League Baseball. But even after that, you're going to have to go through the minors. And if you go straight from high school, you go through the minors, but you still have to work your way to get to the majors. So in in this day, what's the better route, and how has that changed over time? So... I talked to a couple of scouts a few years ago, and this is going into the 2018 season for the Razorbacks, and they said, usually when we come out here, there's about eight or nine guys that we think that we would draft. Well, that 2018 season is when it really kind of turned for Dave Van Horn and his staff, and he said, there's 16, 17 guys out here that are getting drafted right now. Now it's just about every guy that comes through the program has a chance to get drafted, and they're going to have double-digit draft picks every year. Now, the question is, then I use Tink Hintz out of Watson Chapel for a, for an example. Tink was 17 when he graduated high school. He was young, okay? So the Cardinals, what they saw in him was projectability. And like you mentioned in the NBA, they're drafting on potential and where, where they can project them in a year or two. MLB baseball is a really the same, same deal because they'll give a present grade and they'll give a future grade based on if this kid projects at this level and continues on the path that he's going without any uh, injuries or anything else, this is the bottom level of where we can project him to be. Now, once they decide that, if he's draftable out of high school, then you got to go to the money. Okay, what is he willing to sign for? Is it 500000 Is it $1.5 million? Is it $2.8 million? Okay, if he's in that range and they can sign him, they go to the top of the draft board because MLB scouts, area scouts, like who they like. It doesn't matter where they're at on perfect games draft board, Baseball America's draft board, anybody's draft board, they like the guys they're going to like. And they develop that relationship with them over the years, starting when they're 13, 14 years old, believe it or not. So when Tink Hintz came out in the compensation pick, second round, Cardinals drafted him, gave, got his money where he needed to be, he goes. Now, would it have been better to, for him to go to Fayetteville for three years? Probably not, because at, in that three-year period, he's going to be right at the precipice of getting on, to play for the Cardinals. Okay, Jordan Walker, same situation. He, made, he was a 2020 grad, committed to Duke. He got to make his MLB debut this past this last season. So each each kid is different. It, it doesn't matter because some 
will they'll develop a little later in life. Okay, uh, Andrew Benintendi, for example, nobody thought he would be the number seven overall pick for the Red Sox after his freshman year, but his sophomore year he blew up, got to where he needed to be, and he's had a good professional career now. Uh, so you can look at Jackson Wiggins and his younger brother Carson Wiggins. Jackson played three seasons. His last one, he was injured. Showed the potential all along. He could his 2020 draft. He could have gone in the top five rounds because there were only five rounds at the time. But he wanted to, you know, go develop a little bit more, which he needed. And uh, he ended up getting drafted by the Cubs, number 62 overall. Um, and he's a millionaire now. Now his younger brother Carson will be 19 when he graduates. He could be a two-year guy at Arkansas. Or he could go out in in the draft as a high schooler. My thoughts right now is he, he gets signed out of high school because he, he's a little bit older. Uh, he's a little bit more far along than what Jackson was in his career at this age. So uh, each each kid is, is different. Each profile is different. Uh, that's why it's a lot more of a gamble than it is of the other two major sports. Also, draft where draft position matters a lot, and we know that there's a lot of money tied to it. Yeah. And so if you are one of those top players and you get drafted high, a lot of times it's going to be hard to turn away from the money. And it probably seems like the best thing for those type players would be to go straight to Major League Baseball and make your way through the minors. If you're projected exactly to be right. one of those top players. Yeah. We have more of Out of Bounds coming up after this break. Live from the Hogsmeade Market Studio, Joe Franklin, Damon Poole, Kevin Bohannon. And we have an NFL playoff game about to kick off with the Steelers and Bills. Stay tuned. More of Out of Bounds coming up. Giant presents Razorback Baseball color analyst and Drop Time Sports co-host Rick Schaefer every Tuesday morning on Morning Mayhem. Rick will share his special take on Razorback sports with the guys each week. And with Spoon Giant, the meat people, the only stop you'll ever have to make for your family's groceries. This is SportsCenter. Plenty of action across the natural state this weekend in men's college basketball. First, the Arkansas Razorbacks fell to 0-3 in the Southeastern Conference as they lost at Florida on Saturday, 90-68. The Hogs are now 9-7 overall. UAPB picks up a win on the road against Texas Southern, 70-67. UCA also picks up a win, 59-57 at home over Bellarmine. UALR fell this weekend, 77-72 against Tennessee Martin. And then Arkansas State fell 84 to. 80 at home against Louisiana Lafayette. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Arkansas, the wait is over. Brewski's North is officially open for business in the Lakewood Village Shopping Center. Doors open at 11 a.m. with all of your pub grub favorites and happy hour drink specials. Come get your grub on with the all-new Smash Burger lineup, best wings in the city with 11 different sauces, but try the new additions to the menu like the spicy Asian chicken salad. Live music starts the weekend every Thursday with karaoke every Friday and Saturday. Brewski's North, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer has five service trucks available providing you on-site service to get you back on the road. If that doesn't do it, Stacked has a new state-of-the-art 13-bay shop for service and repair on all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, AC, engine repair, transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair. Get stacked two miles off 530 exit 34 in Whitehall. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. 
Willie D's Rock and Roll Piano Bar open every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Cold drinks and dueling pianos. Deep nightclub downstairs hosts karaoke on Tuesdays. And DJs spin on Friday and Saturday nights. Visit WillieD'sPianoBar.com. Gonna get your Willie on. Nachos. Yeah, your nachos. Hey, I'll take some. Great. And some Frank's Red Hot. Oh, nah. I'm good. Oh, you're just gonna eat these dry, plain, boring nachos with no Frank's. Uh... Oh, seriously? Frank it up. Frank it up. Come on, lady. Frank it up. Frank it up. Frank it up. Yeah! Yeah, oh. this guy finally gets it. Hey, look, we're on the Jumbotron. It's the perfect blend of flavor and heat. Frank's Red Hot. I put that sh- on everything. It's game day at Jim's house, and the spread is impressive. Mike's already done some damage with the hot wings, and now he's dropping back and going deep for another slice of pizza. I sure hope he brought the Pepto. Mike knows the Pepto-Bismol provides fast, five-symptom relief from unexpected stomach upsets. He's no rookie. <laughs> the way he's throwing back those nachos, he's the GOAT. Be ready for game day with Pepto-Bismol. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Use as directed, keep out of reach of children. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. Shelter Insurance has award-winning customer service at affordable rates. Plus, our local agents are there to help you understand what coverage you need. See shelter agent Paul Griffin in Monticello, Sam Eklund in Star City, or Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff. Make your tailgate the party of the parking lot by getting the best meats in all of Arkansas at Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Only has one catch on four targets. Second and two here, though. Here's Prescott over the middle. It's going to be picked off, and no one in front of him. Darnell Savage. Touchdown. On the fake. Love zips it in there. It's caught for the touchdown. Romeo Dobbs. Welcome back to Out of Bounds, live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Damon Poole, Kevin Bohannon. That was the Cowboys-Packers, and we know that the Packers, they were able to dominate the game from an offensive standpoint, but also Cowboys had a couple of turnovers, a couple of interceptions from Dak, and one of them resulting in a pick six, and that was a big moment in the game also, and you had the interception early in the game that put the uh, Packers in good field position. So there were a lot of uh, mistakes made on the offensive side of the ball for the Cowboys. Hey, and then their defense, they couldn't stop them. Joe. What, what's up, Dan? Hey, I got a phone call here a minute ago from one of your fellow Pittsburgh fans. Uh, if you get any updates on the game during the rest of the show, please let him know. Absolutely. Okay. Sounds, yep. sounds good. They just kicked off. <laughs> yeah. Steelers, and, uh, receipt. Yeah, Steelers receiving the ball. Uh, yeah, it's, it's second down right now. They just got started. They did a great job, too. What a difference a couple of days makes. They were supposed to play this game on Saturday, and they had a snowstorm coming in. They had the travel ban in place. So we like seeing snow games. We like seeing that's just a fun element to add to a game. And they said it wasn't as if they couldn't play the game on Saturday, but the fact that, with that travel ban in place, the fans couldn't make it to the game, and that yeah. was the biggest thing. And now there's a full stadium. We saw that earlier today. They were shoveling snow out of the stadium, but there are fans everywhere there, mostly Bills fans, but there are plenty of Steelers fans there too. Yeah, and the field field looks good. they got everything cleared off. Of course, you'll, you'll see the snow up against the, the stands and everything, but uh, kudos to it. It's crazy to see a full stadium up there with the conditions that they're in, but they get a little crazy about their football at most, just for the professional football, just like they do in the South for college football. Surprisingly, it feels a lot here like it does there. Uh, we're, we're getting 15 degrees here where, you know, with the windshield, it, it can come down a little bit, and that's about where it is with Buffalo. It's 17 degrees there, but it feels like four with windshield, 
and they have winds between 10, 15 miles per hour. So what you can look for is these teams trying to establish the run and then shorter passes. You may not see too many deep passes, but you, you may see some of it, but you may not see a lot because they want to cut down on making mistakes because of the wind. Yeah, and you you heard Tom Brady and Bill Belichick say a long time ago after the tuck rule game that they liked the passing game in the snow. And that's what Saturday would have been if they would have played this game Saturday because it was blowing snow. It was everywhere. It would have been like the tuck rule game uh, between the Raiders and the Patriots. So the offense knows where they're going, especially when you're throwing the ball. And the defense has done it. It's hard to cut. It's hard to keep your feet under you on the ice and snow. So... Uh, expect a lot of uh, quick runs, quick passes in this game, and that's what Pittsburgh has done early on, getting it out to the edge. They're H-back, tight end. Uh, they're, they're doing a pretty good job of moving the ball down the field right now. They're sitting third and eight right now on CBS, folks. If you got a chance, I know you're sitting at home enjoying the snowy weather. Turn it over to CBS if you get a chance and uh, get some NFL playoff football on Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, absolutely. Continue to listen to us on Out of Bounds, but watch the game. Yep. And because uh, that's exactly what we're doing, we're watching the game, but we're uh, we we got a show going on, so we're going to continue to do the show, and we will give some updates. So Steelers were near midfield, and they didn't pick up a third and eight, so now they're about to punt, and uh, we'll see what happens when the Bills get the ball. But Steelers open in possession, they got out to midfield, close to midfield, and now they are punting. Yep. Joe, going back to that Packers-Cowboys game the other day and the pick six by Savage, which we heard in the clip right there, he did a great job because he came down from safety position. He read it, – it was an RPO all the way because Dak was trying to get to the slant. Safety stepped in front of it, and that was the point of the game where you knew it was over with. Cowboys ended up having to throw the ball 60 times during the game because they got down 27 to nothing uh, early in the game, and it was 27 to 7 and a half. The Packers knew what I mean. They knew it was coming. Yeah, keep it in front of them. Don't give up too much. Uh, that, you know, numbers wise, yeah, it looks really good when you throw the ball sixty times. You're going to have four hundred yards passing. And they were able to control that game just from beginning to end. And right. um, they just they just did a great job on both sides of the ball of controlling the game and being able to do what they wanted to do at all times, and especially. From that offensive standpoint, they they just didn't allow the Cowboys to get in any kind of defensive rhythm, and, and they weren't slowed down. And we've heard all year that the Packers' defense has struggled. It didn't look like much yeah. of a struggle for them yesterday. Now, in, in garbage time at the end of the game, they did give up some points. They had a 32-point lead. They ended up winning by 16, gave up a couple of scores, a couple of two-point conversions. But for the most part, their defense was able to do what they needed to do. They got a boost with Jair Alexander coming back and being able to play yesterday. Yeah, having a veteran presence in the defensive backfield like Alexander had a great pick, diving catch, uh, which was Prescott's first pick of the game uh, before the pick six to Savage. So uh, having somebody like that, a veteran presence on that back end is really big. Like we said, they got the 49ers next week. It'll be interesting uh, to see how that plays out with the Packers traveling uh, to the 49ers, who won, who are the top seed in the NFC. Um, a lot of school districts, giving that note out real quick, they're announcing that they're closing tomorrow. So uh, we'll have some announcements. I know that Randy and Rick will get some of that info out. Uh, but check, make sure there's going to be a lot of schools closed tomorrow, as you could expect with the weather like it is. Uh, Joe, back to... Uh, one thing, we got Razorback Baseball is starting uh, four weeks. Uh, they'll open with James Madison on Thursday. Uh, so those young men will get back into uh, practice tomorrow. The first week that, uh, the first date that they can be on the field uh, practicing is the 22nd, I believe, 22nd or the 26th. Uh, but they got three, then they'll have three weeks as a team. Uh, before Razorback Baseball gets started. They got their first weekend series with James Madison. That'll be a four-game set. And then they'll head down to Arlington uh, to take on Michigan, Oregon State, Oklahoma State at a uh, at Globe Life Field in Arlington where they were last year. So a uh, lot of Razorback Baseball fans are getting excited now considering basketball has started like it is. 
It almost seems like it's too early to start thinking about baseball, but that's that's where we are. It's simply because when you look outside and you see that it is snow out there, but it is time for these guys to get back on the field. And even with Major League Baseball, we talked about how that turnaround seems a lot quicker now. And in all sports, off season, it it just it doesn't seem to last as long as it once did. With Major League Baseball, they're over in November. And then they're back getting ready and getting in the flow of spring training, getting back on the field in February. So that's a short turnaround for those guys to get back on the field and get ready for the season. That's exactly right. Um, let's see. Pitchers and catchers, I believe, report February 15th through the, February 13th through the 15th uh, for MLB clubs. So, yeah, uh, they're right at that four-week window for it starting as well. And if you get two months off, and MLB, you know, 162 game schedule that runs from end of March all the way through the end of September, and then you have playoffs that last the month of October. It it it's a long time. It's a long time. But those guys that they they get the money that they're paid because they can go out there for six months at a time and play the game that they love. So uh, basketball seems to run a while too because it goes from October to June. NFL is really just a, a quarter of the year. So uh, NFL usually runs the shortest period of time in my mind, but there's so much time, there's so much off-season talk now because you get the Super Bowl the 1st of February, then you got the draft combine that takes up February, March you have draft talk, and then April is when the draft is, and then you get right into uh, off-season. So it's a year round in just about every sport now, which you know helps us because we're able to talk about all of them. Uh, but it's just like every sport now; it has something going on just about year round. What are some of the most recent off-season moves for baseball that that have stood out to you? We know about the big move of getting Otani, and that was the one that everybody was looking forward to. But as far as some of these ones that have come about recently, what are what are some of the ones that have stood out to you? You know, Otani. Otani is the big one. Uh, there really hasn't been – there's been more international flavor that's come in lately uh, from Japan. People have been uh, coming over from there with the advent of Otani signing uh, with the Dodgers like he has. There hasn't really been any groundbreaking besides that. The the winter uh, stove that they call it the MLB meetings that happened, you know, de- December and January, there really hasn't been too much going on there. Uh, because right about now, everybody's got their roster pretty much where they want it to be, and they'll roll into February. Spring training starts happening. They'll roll in with their roster. So, yeah, you had uh, you had Otani. Uh, Giants landed Jordan Hicks. Uh, they signed him for $44 million. Yeah, that happened over the weekend. And then uh, the Yankees, they signed Marcus Stroman, a uh, right-hander. He, of course, had a career with the – the Blue Jays, they signed him for $37 million. Cubs and Dodgers had a four-man trade, a bunch of uh, players that you really, really haven't heard of. One of the players that was included in that that I got to see um, on the showcase circuit and young young left-handed pitcher, uh, Jackson Ferris. Um, that'll be a name to keep an eye on. Uh, Jessicar Hernandez signed with the Dodgers for uh, one year, $23.5 million contract. And then Sean Manaya Manaya signed with the Mets uh, last week. All right. We're coming up on the last segment here on Out of Bounds. As far as an update from Steelers Bills, the Bills are at the 24-yard line. They are driving, and the Steelers are in a zone defense, and it looks like That's not going to get it, especially with Josh Allen when you give him time to just sit back. But we'll have more of Out of Bounds, and we're going to close it up. Last segment, get you ready for Drive Time Sports. So stay tuned for more of Out of Bounds coming up. and plenty of attitude. But you crash one of these babies and things get complicated quick. That's when you need these guys. At Rainwater Holton Section, we keep it simple. When the insurance company tries to pay you less, we fight to get you more. No hassle, no confusing legal terms, and no fee unless we get money 
for you. Keep it simple. Call Rainwater, Holt, and Sexton. Motorcycle crash anywhere in the state. Dial 888-8888. Non-lawyer spokesperson. Responsible attorney Michael Rainwater and Bob Sexton. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumelle is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumelle at their huge new showroom on Maumelle Boulevard just off 430. Court TV's Chanley Painter checks in with Morning Mayhem courtesy of the Gangster Museum of America and the Hattery of Hot Springs. The former Miss Arkansas will fill us in on the latest high-profile cases. Don't miss Chanley Painter with Morning Mayhem on 1037 The Buzz. Ask Sherwin-Williams during the January winter sale, January 12th through the 22nd, and get 30% off paints and stains with prices starting at $31.14. That means 30% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And, of course, get 30% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Jessica, this is the happiest day of my life. Right up there with the day I bought my RV and insured it with Progressive. Man, I love that thing. There are a million fish in the sea, which I'm reminded of every time I bring my RV to the lake, but I vow to love and cherish you just as much as I cherish campsites with full electric and water hookups. I'm so sorry. Protect your beloved with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Are you curious about QC Kinetics? Let me tell you what we do. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a medical director at QC Kinetics. We treat people who have joint pain, and we use your body's healing properties, the things that you already have in you, in your blood, to heal your knee pain, your joint pain, your shoulder pain, your back pain. You have everything that you need in you already. The same natural process that heals a cut on your finger also works inside your body. And so what we do at QC Kinetics is take those healing properties, concentrate them down from your body, and put them where they need to go. We are the experts in regenerative medicine. That's all we do. And best of all, there's no surgery, no downtime, or harmful drugs. This is the future of medicine. And your consultation is completely free. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Coach Nolan Richardson joins Randy and Rick every Thursday for Rolling with Nolan, presented by Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas. There are a lot of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. It's Rolling with Nolan, Thursday at 6 on 1037 The Buzz. Hey everyone, this is Heather Baker, president and publisher of AY Media Group here in Arkansas. We publish two of the biggest and most widely read magazines in the entire state, AY Magazine and Arkansas Money and Politics. At AY and Arkansas Money and Politics, we keep you up to date on all the news you need to know and the stories you want to hear. Visit us online at aymag.com and armoneyandpolitics.com to see for yourself. Now, more than ever, it is important to be mindful of where you get your news and support your local businesses. With AY Media Group, you get the best of both worlds. Have a watch party that Everyone wants to attend at your house with the best of meats in the business. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Play action for Stroud. Good protection. Loads it up. Fires downfield. Excellent touch. Perfectly delivered. Touchdown, Dalton Schultz. Stroud strikes again for 37 yards. They run it. Flacco dials it up. Picked off again. Christian Harris. It's going to go. Back-to-back pick sixes. Houston, you have no problem with this defense. Welcome back to Out of Bounds. Live from the Hogsmeade Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Damon Poole, Kevin Bohannon. It's fitting that that highlight was the Texans, and we heard the pick six, but we also heard a touchdown to tight end Dalton Schultz and an update on Steelers-Bills. Just had the same result with the Bills scoring. They're up 7 nothing, but it was a touchdown to tight end Dawson Knox, and it looked like a bit of miscommunication 
between yeah, the dude. DB and the linebacker for the Steelers where the DB is saying that the linebacker was supposed to run with the tight end and cover him. But it seems like the linebacker may have been right in that situation because the linebacker went with the running back from the backfield. The tight end goes down the middle of the field where the DB should have been. But what happened was the DB took a step towards the running back and then it yep. left the tight end wide open. And uh, you would think it would be a better matchup for the DB to run with the tight end as opposed to the, the linebacker running with the tight end. Yeah, uh, Josh Allen did a really good job because he, he looked down and it looked like it was going to be James Cook out of the backfield because Cook had a, had a really good drive on that first offensive possession for the Bills. Allen looked, kind of gave a little head fake. It froze the safety long enough to where Knox got a free right in the back of the end zone and Allen dropped it, dropped a dime right at the back uh, to give the Bills a 7 nothing lead. That's the kind of decision-making that needs to happen if the Bills want to have a playoff run and Sean McDermott wants to get his first uh, Super Bowl title. As far as uh, NBA action and some updates there, we have one result in the books where the Sixers beat the Rockets and have several games going on right now. Pelicans playing against the Mavs. That's in the fourth quarter. Magic against the Knicks, and that's late in the third quarter. The Knicks are winning that one, 74-67. Pistons in the fourth quarter against the Wizards, and these are teams that haven't won many games. Pistons three and thirty-six, Wizards seven and thirty-one. The Pistons actually have a lead in that game in the fourth quarter, one hundred one to ninety-six, and the Spurs are taking on the Hawks. The Hawks have that game under control. They're winning sixty-nine forty-one in the third quarter, and that game is on TNT. <laughs> Yeah, it's you saw the Pistons had a myriad of losses earlier this season, and it just for such a storied you know program and organization, Pistons going back to the bad boys, and we were talking about Draymond Green earlier. He's kind of a blend between Ron Artest and Dennis Rodman, in my opinion. Smart player, just gets under people's skin the wrong way. So it'll be interesting tonight. Warriors take on the Grizzlies. Uh, Memphis always hosts MLK game uh, on the night of MLK Day. So uh, Draymond Green makes his return to the Warriors tonight uh, in Memphis at the FedEx Forum. So we got the news about Caleb Williams declaring for the NFL draft. And we know that there's going to be a decision made for teams at the top of the draft. The Bears have the number one overall pick. Are they going to move back and collect some more picks and add some talent around Justin Fields? Or are they going to trade Justin Fields and take a quarterback like Caleb Williams at the top of the NFL draft? But also, there's some more news made in college football where Traverius Robinson, who made the move to Georgia here recently as their co-defensive coordinator, past couple of seasons he was with Bama as their secondary coach, their cornerbacks coach. And once Nick Saban said he was retiring, then he took the position at Georgia as their co-defensive coordinator. Well, here in more recent days with Kalen DeBoer taking, on, taking over at Bama as their head coach, he interviewed Traverius Robinson as the defensive coordinator for Bama, but Robinson said he's going to stay at Georgia as their co-defensive coordinator, and it almost kind of uh, gives you a sense of where these two schools are in this moment with Georgia being really stable, wanting won back-to-back national championships prior to this year, and then Alabama going to the college football playoffs, going to the championship, or or going to the college football playoffs this year to the semifinal, and then Nick Saban retiring. It almost seems like there's a little more stability there with Georgia because Bama's bringing in that new coaching staff. That's exactly right, and there's already been some key players bond. Uh, Isaiah Bond put his name in the portal, and he looks like he's going to go to Texas. Uh, you got another couple of freshmen that are looking to see what they're going to do uh, coming out of the portal. But it's going to be how DeBoer puts together this Alabama team because they had one, you know, top two or three recruiting classes once again. Uh, that's been a staple under Nick Saban. His team at Washington was put together mostly of transfers. And that was something that in the transfer portal and NIL age that we live in, 
you know, Nick Saban wasn't going to do that. He likes to get his guys. You really can't think of too many transfers that came in under Nick Saban that did, you know, that were big time because they always got the young guys, the five stars, coached them up, developed them, and they went on and did their thing. But Jameer Gibbs was one that stands out to me uh, coming in uh, running back for them, you know, a couple of years ago before he moved on to the Lions. Uh, but will DeBoer, you know, will he adopt his, you know, philosophy that he had at UW? Will he come in and just flip the roster? That's just, unfortunately, that's what happens a lot during college athletics now with the the, the rule. Uh, I still think they need to tear it down. If you said, you had, you got guys that graduated in 2017 and 2018 that are still playing college football. The starting quarterback for Oklahoma State next year is going to be a seventh-year guy. So some of that stuff needs to be cleaned up because it's hurting the high school kids that are coming out and not giving them a chance uh, to get their career started you know, a little sooner. What would be best for Kalen DeBoer and that roster at Bama right now is if he could keep as many of those Alabama players because they are highly recruited, highly ranked players, yep. if he could keep many of those, that would work out well for them, but... In reality, we know with the state of college sports, there are going to be a lot of transfers, and so you can look for some of those players, like you mentioned, transferring out. So he's going to have to have that healthy balance of trying to keep some of those players in place, but also he is going to have to look towards the transfer portal to be able to plug some of those spots of players that actually have transferred out and gotten into the portal. Update on Bill Steeler's. The Bills are punting now. It's fourth and two, so Steelers get the ball back, and this will be their third possession of the game. They weren't able to do anything with their second possession, and then the Bills kind of stalled on their second possession. So now the Steelers get it for a third time, and they are going to start around yeah. the 18-yard line for their third possession. And they Steelers have kind of looked out of sorts early. Uh, Rudolph... Play. They're getting the playoff right as the play clock's going down. They haven't been able to get the ball down the field. They had a couple of plays early on that were really good. Whether they're scripted or not, kind of seeing what Buffalo's defense is going to give them. Uh, but they need to get in sync right here. Rudolph has missed on a lot of his throws early on that's been 10 yards or more down the field. And the win is a big factor in that. And they have the big player receivers yes, on the outside. And then they have a tight end in Friar Muth who can control the middle of the field. So they can do some of the same things that the Bills are doing. They're just not able to execute on it right now. Well, it's been a great day here on Out of Bounds. Appreciate you, Dame, for coming in. And we know we'll, uh, we'll have you in again. And maybe we can talk about what's going to happen over the next few days with weather. Cool. And, Kevin, always appreciate yeah. you, man. And it was great talking to you today. And we're going to do it again tomorrow. We have yes, more of Out of Bounds coming up tomorrow, but coming up next is Drive Time Sports, so everybody Guys, stay tuned for Drive Time. It's a new time. year, baby. It's 2024. Low T Center can make it a great one. If you've been feeling tired and grumpy, you've noticed a lack of motivation and drive, you may have low T. Low testosterone levels can cause weight gain, loss of muscle mass, and so much more. I recommend Low T Center. That's where I get my levels tested. They make it quick. They make it easy to get all your levels checked, and it's only 25 bucks. And with their on-site lab, You'll get results back in about 25 minutes. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online.